What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Guest Friday on Not Your Average Boston Sports Podcast. I am your host, Garrett Hayden. As always, you can listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. You can follow uh, our social pages on Twitter and Facebook for the latest updates. We uh, are here on Guest Friday with uh, my older brother, Tyler Hayden, a big-time Celtics fan, Celtics season ticket holder. So uh, we're here talking about the Celtics and their uh, first-round playoff series so far. And uh, I would say things have gone pretty well for the Celtics. Yeah, I'm just going to say another perk of having season tickets is uh, appearing on the show as a guest. Yeah, yeah, so I would say the the series has gone kind of how I was expecting it to go, uh, Mm -hmm. which is pretty well. I think it, just from a matchup standpoint, the Celtics are not a good match, like just a bad matchup for the Hawks. Um, The best players are murray and trey so with the celtics ability to roll out different groups of guards with length it just really stifles them offensively and then they they're just not a good defensive team throughout the season so really has been going according to plan so far which hopefully it will yeah to be yeah yeah absolutely i mean i think for the most part you've seen this celtics team just be simply just better than the Hawks and Mm -hmm. you know sure there have been moments in the last two games where the Hawks have played well you know I think that you look at the second half on in the second half of game one Celtics were up by you know a lot of points lead got a little bit shorter you know Hawks also played well somewhat in the first quarter of game two but then it was like once Malcolm Brogdon hit the half court buzzer beater it like you know took took the wind out of their sails yeah, first I think uh outside of the Tatum buzzer beater at the end of the the Nets game last year in the playoffs, that was I think the mm. very cool to see just be like because White got that block and then it's like oh, okay. And then my friend who was share season tickets with, he was like, he definitely could have taken a few more steps in before he released the shot, but I was like, Oh, he probably practiced them from half court. So yeah probably an easy distance but yeah like you're saying the second half of game one it's just tough because it's like all right you're up by so much it would be nice to see you not have the lead slip away but it never got to a point where it was just like oh no break break glass in case of emergency um and then even the first quarter it's like okay the the hawks are going to come out better because they've probably been drilled into them hey like we can't have a first half like we did last time and for the Celtics to kind of withstand that punch um was impressive yeah yeah absolutely so you know relatively you know easy wins for the Celtics in the first two games who or what has impressed you for the first two games so far in the playoffs I mean Derek White he's just <laughs> super like Awesome, awesome pickup last year. Uh, I feel like he's gotten a lot more comfortable this year. Uh, he's taking pull-up threes, defensively just locking people down. I'm hoping that he gets an all-defense team nod because uh, he definitely deserves it. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but just him and him and Jalen just kind of it, it, the way they play where they attack and, and then – shoot threes kind of like everybody on the Celtics for the mm-hmm. most part, but they've really kind of stood out to me. And then like even Tatum, like game two seemed like a very kind of effortless 
oh, you look up and you're like, you're over 25 points. That doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like one of those like emphatic, oh, I'm going to score. I'm going to get mine, which I think is probably when the Celtics are playing their best, where mm-hmm. he's more of a I'm going to get mine when I need to. But I'm here to distribute the ball and, and get boards. What about you? Who's stood out? For yeah, you? I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head with Derek White. But um, I think that I've been impressed that the Celtics have been able to be be deep enough. They can bring Rob Williams off the bench. Mm-hmm. I feel like in both games, he gave them a boost of someone that they can, you know, throw the ball to and just someone who can have an interior presence Yeah, for the ball. And it's not just like, oh, we're either driving to the basket or we're shooting threes. We can get the ball down to someone that can score around the basket and, you know, mm-hmm. clean things up offensively and defensively. Um, yeah. But I also just think the the first two games, I think particularly with Jason, is his mindset of getting to the basket and attacking the paint. You know, I feel like mm-hmm. all too often at times this season – he in particular falls into the trap of just shooting too many threes and yeah. trying to get his game going that way. And I think we've seen the first two games that it's like, okay, I'm going to have this mentality. I'm going to go to the basket. I'm going to get, you know, good looks or mm-hmm. easy looks and layups. And then I can work on the rest of the game. And it's worked because he shot pretty well from three, the first two games, which is really encouraging. Yeah. I think I, I saw, at the end of game two, I think the Hawks have actually taken more threes than the Celtics in mm-hmm. the two games. I mean, it's a small sample size, but it is interesting to kind of, again, small sample size, see how Joe Missoula is going to be making changes to the way the team plays because it's like, right. you, you don't like, you don't need to jack up a bunch of threes. Like the Hawks defense is not good. You'd like pretty much. Tatum, like any guard, can get to the basket when they want to. Marcus can bully Trey. Like the Jays can get there. Malcolm can get there. White can get there. So it's like we don't need to be shooting forty threes because, like, I think Scal was saying in like game one, he's like, oh, they can get whatever shot they wanted, which kind of turned around to bite them in the second half. But it was it was true for most of the game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and I think they're just so much better at the as a team when they're attacking like that. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, it'll be interesting to see when they go into other rounds, assuming that's what happens. That you know, are they going to continue to be able to get buckets at the rim? May not mm-hmm. be as easy, you know, so they might need to adjust a little bit. Maybe they're taking more threes against you know Philly or Milwaukee or whoever they play. Yeah. Anything else that you could think of over the first two games? Nothing really. I mean, I was kind of puzzled when Joe called Rob off the bench at the end of game two, where it was like a minute or two left. And it's like, Hmm. we're at the point where we won the game. Like, Mm -hmm. we don't need to have Rob in here based on his injury history. And kind of like looking ahead, it's like, you guys need to handle business so that we can only like sweep them. Nobody gets hurt. Move on to the next series. We saw what happened when Doc Rivers refused to take out and beat against Toronto last year when they're up by 20 points. 
Mm. It's like he he breaks his face. He's can't play a game. Becomes a longer series because of it, and then he's not as effective in the next the next round. Like mm-hmm. absolutely no need for any players to be getting hurt when a win is a win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely agree. You know, there's no reason to put yourself into harm's way um, in that in that point in time. Um, so, looking at the series, the Celtics have. I would say pretty much of nailed down kind of what their bench group is looking like in this series. Mm-hmm. You're seeing Rob Williams come off the bench with the Celtics starting white with Marcus and the two J's and Al Horford, you know, Brogdon's obviously coming off the bench, you know, we're recording this on Thursday night and Brogdon did just win six man of the year. So there's Congratulations that. to him. Yeah. yeah of course. Well deserved. <laughs> um, and then Hauser's the other guys coming off the bench. So Kind of a, a tight rotation, it seems like for for this series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I mean, totally forgot about Sam Hauser. I made the comment at game two where it's like he's he's not an all defensive player, but I think the gap between what is expected defense is mm. for opposing players and what it actually is 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 pretty big. Like he's he's a decent to good defender, mm-hmm. and when his three point shots going like perfect bench addition great find by the celtics um he kind of remind like feels like a heat player where it's like oh this this guy we can just pull off the bench yeah. is the perfect three and D, three and d so glad we didn't lose him um but yeah i'm kind of thinking that this is going to be the group um definitely for this series mm-hmm. looking ahead maybe you add a luke cornet or a grant um for the sixers potentially and then looking well far ahead to to the bucks or whoever makes it out of that group just because the hawks are a smaller team Mm -hmm. um but it'll kind of it'll be interesting to see what joe does because i can see the benefit of of keeping the starting lineup the way it is and kind of forcing philly to defend um kind of more slashers Mm -hmm then setting up with say like an al or a rob um but i also can see like it's joel and bead like let's do our best to kind of slow him down yeah yeah i think the you know what you're probably going to see against philly is just trying a bunch of different defenders on him just that he doesn't get used to a certain matchup that you know they can throw al on him rob or grant or Mm -hmm. blue cornet or blake Um, yeah i think that that definitely makes sense yeah Um, you know it is kind of interesting that grant williams hasn't played although i think i understand it from kind of a matchup perspective that you know you want to have him for defending and be defending Giannis, and you know it doesn't really seem like there's too much of a purpose to have him play in this series although it's kind of too bad because i feel like he is useful can be useful at times yeah i like i would i would like to see him get some minutes this series Mm -hmm. in kind of like blowout situations just so that he's not coming off of two weeks of non like not playing basketball and then it's like oh hey round two go get you see that big guy over there you're (laughs) that's your good man yeah yeah Yeah, you want to have him be kind of fresh before he has to 
you know, face off against a, a guy like Embiid, who's just a just a monster. Yeah, and I will say to to Grant's credit, he's been on the bench cheering on his teammates. Like he definitely like every like everybody's human. You like even these athletes. And if mm-hmm. he was sulking and hanging his head low, like it'd be like I get it. Um, but it is it is good to see that like he is as pumped for the players that are playing mm-hmm. as he was like in the beginning of the year. So yeah, good to see Grant. Grant seems like a really good guy. So I'm hoping yeah. that his time's going to come. Yeah. 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 And, you know, we saw that last year that yeah, time came and he <laughs> answered loud. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, so you kind of touched on it briefly mm-hmm. about, you know, trying to wrap up the series as soon as possible. And I think, I would agree. I think definitely from kind of a health standpoint, so they can get some more time to rest, you know, bumps and bruises, you know, Jalen can have some time to heal with that, you know, finger laceration, whatever you want to call it. Um, But yeah, I think that's going to be important, but I think also it's just, this is a Celtics team that I don't think wants to mess around like they did last year and lose games and have to be forced to play more games than they want to. Yeah, I mean, and I'm glad it's kind of the same group as last year, just because it's like, hey, like we don't need to have these long playoff series. Um, it like it wears on them, and I think either Tatum said it, I think Tatum said it somewhere, or it was Jalen, but just talking about in Golden State where it's like having to go seven series with every like everybody leading up to the Golden State just took a toll on them. So it's just totally understandable. So if if they can find ways to get rest in the playoffs, like they should, they should do it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think especially if they're going to be prepared to go against, you know, and beat in the Sixers, assuming that's who it is in the next round, mm-hmm. any rest is going to be huge. Mm-hmm. And I think especially if, you know, the Sixers are going to breeze through their series as it kind of looks like they are. You know, you don't want mm-hmm. to be playing more games than you need to before, you know, taking on a team like that. Yeah. Um, so looking ahead to the game three. So game three is uh, tomorrow and Celtics are going down to Atlanta and, you know, kind of see what happens there. Uh, I think, you know, definitely want to see them get off to a good start, you know, play the way they've been playing offensively. Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, it. The message has to be, pedal to the metal, foot on throat. Like, do not let them get back in this series. Like, mm-hmm. do not have them come back up to Boston for Game Five. Like, let's just end it here. And like, I fully expect them to. Um, it was kind of shocking how, I guess, like tumultuous the Hawk season has been. Um, it like even comments kind of like leading up to the the playoffs of like oh Trey Young's future is undecided and like what are they going to do with him and it's like I know the season didn't go how you kind of hoped it would in getting Murray but like it's it was just very weird to me that those comments were coming out so I I feel like Celtics go down to Atlanta handle business play the same game that they've been playing and move on to round two yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. I mean, it seems like this is just kind of a, you know, opponent the Celtics are playing that they have 
a lot of kind of uncertainty going on as an organization and kind of the mm -hmm. direction of the franchise, I think, with certain guys. So, you know, I think almost in a way it's a good matchup that the Celtics are, you know, very focused about what they're doing and what their goals are. Yeah, I, I'd much rather play the Hawks than have to play the Heat solely yeah, from absolutely. a – Physicality standpoint, um, yeah. I mean, we saw kind of what happened game one in the Heat Bucks series. Like, mm -hmm. not saying anybody, I mean, I thought the whole charge debate was kind of ridiculous, but it's like that's what happens when you play the Heat. Like, they're going to be physical defenders and there are going to be bumps and bruises coming out of that series just because that's the way that they, they play. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I think that. You know, you want to have your bumps and bruises not in the first round. You want to have yeah. that, you know, later on. And, you know, yeah, yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Um, but, yeah, I think doing what they did offensively is going to be is going to be important to kind of just continue what they're doing. Mm -hmm. You know, defensively, I think it just was interesting to see that you know, Murray knocked down so many shots in the last game and mm -hmm. you know, Celtics were still kind of able to be in control in that game. Yeah, Murray Murray had like a period where it was like kind of above the break, right? Mm -hmm. about, like the, uh, the above the break three-pointer was just going in for him. And I was like, mm -hmm. I don't know, guys, I'm like let's try to scheme to stop that because that seems to be working. And I right. feel like the Hawks should have been going to it more. Um yeah. It just seems like they have a collection of players where it's just a collection of parts. And, yep. you know, it almost seems like the hiring of Snyder was kind of a last ditch effort to kind of hold, hold things together. Yeah. I mean, I think Snyder's a, a good coach. I think it's just tough to do to come in and be like, okay, like, figure it out. Mm. We're trying to make the playoffs, but yeah. like, it's not a complete. Uh, it, it's not a complete team. I think they're going to have kind of an interesting off season um, kind of looking ahead, but yeah, I mean, the Celtics should be able to go down there Friday, handle business, make it three Oh. And then it's like, do you really want to have a gentleman sweep and then come back up to Boston for one more game? Or are you just going to kind of yeah roll over? Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be that'll be interesting. So obviously game three uh tomorrow in Atlanta, game four is Sunday. So mm -hmm. you know, yeah, with any for any good fortune, the Celtics are coming out of the weekend uh waiting for the Sixers to finish their series. Yep. Um or I don't know how the schedule works out. The Sixers may be done already, but no idea. Yeah. yeah. NBA schedule is always weird where it's like, oh, somebody just finished their series, but somebody else is having game three. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be kind of interesting to see. You know, if the series finish up early, you know, when do they start? Do they, I, I don't know how it works if they have to wait for the end, the end of the other series. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. But uh, it's always, always great having you on the podcast. And it's always great being on. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, folks enjoy the, the Celtics this weekend and hopefully we'll be uh, talking with you again, maybe later on in the uh playoff run or perhaps after who knows absolutely yeah all right everyone uh, we'll be back with you next week